Welcome, you guys. This is going to be fun. Before we uh, get into what we're going to do this morning, um, I just want to talk to you out there for just a minute. Today, we launch the series that we're calling uh, Summer in the Psalms. And so I want to start with just an invitation for you uh, to join me in reading through the Psalms a couple times over the next two months. So I know what I'm about to say is going to be a little bit confusing, but there'll also be a slide that comes up to help you to follow along. But if you will commit to reading five Psalms a day, you'll read through the Psalms for through the rest of the summer a little more than two times. And the best way to do that is on the date day you read that Psalm. So tomorrow is going to be the 22nd. So you would read Psalm 22, then you add 30 and read Psalm 52, <laughs> then you add 30 and read Psalm 82, and so on until you've read five Psalms. So one more example that maybe the math would be a little bit easier. It's uh, the first, you would read Psalm 1, then you would read Psalm 31, then you'd read Psalm 61, then 91, then 121. And if you do that, you'll get through all the Psalms in a month's time. Now, here's the tricky part. When you get to the 19th, don't read Psalm 119. Save that one. So whenever it comes up for, for the 19th, you just save 119 and do that one on the 31st because that's a really long psalm. So you mm. can read it, but if you want to save that really long psalm for the 31st, then you'll get through the psalm. So I, I assume with the slide, that makes sense. But the good news is it'll be on our Facebook page, social media. We'll put it out there for you if you need to follow the reading plan. It's a lot, but I think as we're diving into the psalms, it'd just be a great way for all of us and the entire church yeah. to kind of just be immersing ourselves in the psalms. And I just think it's a great thing for us in this season, especially. Uh, one of the things we're going to do today is we're going to uh, model what a D group experience is, and we'll explain that in just a, a moment. But I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, grace and our commitment to discipleship. We know that it's critical that we are making disciples. It's what we're commanded to do. And really everything we do from online services to women's Bible studies to men's Bible studies to C groups to D groups to journey experiences, which you guys have all been a part of, those are all elements of discipleship. And the heart of discipleship is to hear and obey, right? That if we can learn to hear the voice of God in our lives through scripture, through circumstances, through the body of, of, of the church, then respond to what we hear appropriately, then we are going to be on a journey of discipleship. So to hear and obey is critical. So one of the elements that we have found to be really effective in helping people to do that is something we call a D group. So a D group is just a group of people that are together that goes deeper. That's why we use the word D. But I'm going to let Meg describe what a D group is, and then we are going to experience a D group together with you. Yeah. So. A D group is what we call a deeper dive group. And if you have a desire to go into deeper relationship with God and deeper relationship with one another, I strongly suggest giving a D group a try. A D group is typically made up of four to six people, same gender. Now today we are obviously not all the same gender, but to make it accessible to all of us, we decided to you know, have a mixed group today. And typically a D group meets uh, twice a month 
and uh, meets for an hour and 15 minutes. And we actually have a uh, structure that we follow as a D group. And the complete format for the D group with instructions and all the questions are in this little snazzy deck of cards, which I'm really excited it's a about. Deck of so. playing cards. So you can play <laughs> Euchre while you're doing your D group. Yeah. It's so. not playing cards. I'm kidding. <laughs> And the other, the other element that I think is very important is that if we are to be a mosaic striving to live like Jesus, it's crucial that our uh, groups that we're in are racially diverse. And it'd also be a bonus if you have some diversity in age, which we have here today. Uh, but we really wanna be intentional about cultivating diversity in our groups. And you're going to talk about the three questions. So we designed the D group around three questions, um, out, up, and in. I'll let Meg just describe what those three questions are. And remember, each of the questions are designed in such a way to help you to learn to tune in to the voice of God in your life. Right. And um, to learn as a community how to hear the voice sure. of God and uh, respond. So the, the first question in the D group is what we call the out question. And that is paying attention to where you've experienced God um, since the last time you met. So that's what you, where you would start with that question when you have a D group. Where have you experienced God out there? Where has God invited you to have an intentional conversation with someone? Uh, and then the next question is the up question. And that is the time when we focus on the Word of God. We spend some time in the Word, journaling and asking God to speak to us personally. And then we share with one another, um, you know, what we've heard from God. And a big part of D group two is listening well to one another. And then um, the final question in D group is what we call the in question. And that's when we draw a question from the um, from the D group box. And uh, so it's, you know, kind of like a wild card. You don't know what question you're going to get. And each person in the group takes a turn answering the question. And then of course, we end with praying for one another. Yeah, that's great. So uh, we're gonna start with the uh, first question. Um, and the first question is out. And so um, I'm gonna pray for us and then I'm gonna let you guys just answer the first question. Uh, Lord, thank you for this chance for us to be together. Uh, we just pray uh, that your spirit would speak to us and your spirit would speak through us. I pray for each person listening uh, this morning that they would not just listen, but they would actively participate in this experience. That as we ask the questions that they would not only hear uh, our responses, but they would take the time to listen and journal uh, their own responses. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I was supposed to say a minute ago that you should have a Bible and a journal with you. So if you don't have that and you want to scurry around and grab those real quick, uh, it will help you to uh, participate with us as we do this experience. So the question we want to start with is, where have you experienced God out there? Where have you had an encounter with God or experienced God? And we didn't script this, so I don't know who's going to answer and in what the, they're going to say. Yeah, in the last week or so. Yeah, in the last right. week or so. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I can share if you want. Share. I, uh, to be completely transparent, I, um, he's uh, been revealing something to me that, um, that I've been uh, 
struggling with and I didn't realize I was struggling with. Mm. Um, I, he's, re he's revealed to me that I've actually, uh, I've been battling or being um, dominated by, by fear. Uh -huh. um, fear of rejection, fear of, um, fear of man, basically, uh, uh, fear, fear of approval and, and um, things like that. But fear is playing a part in my life and I didn't realize it. And I, I was reading the Soul Care book, and I was reading a book uh, that my, my journey group had assigned me to read, and things were falling into place, and God was speaking to me, and, and something happened with my mentor as well, and it, it all fell in line, and then I just had this, this revelation of, of, of uh, something that I've seen in my family as well. I think it might be some, some kind of yeah. family generational thing, hmm. and uh, it, it, it just makes perfect sense. And uh, it's been a blessing because I have I have understanding of how to to pray against something to to confess some things and um, that's awesome. It's been a blessing. It really has been. That's but great. it's it's a uh, it's still a, a struggle. Yeah, sure. It's still hard. Yeah, sure. It's still a struggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either of you want to share? Where have you experienced God out there in the last week or so? I feel like I experienced God tell me to move out of His way. Hmm. And what I mean by that is I got a text message from someone I love, like a sister. She asked me a very, uh, a, 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 a we as, as Christians question. Mm -hmm. She said, should we do A, B, or C? And my first response was, are you asking me or are you asking, or, I, or are you asking Jesus and texting me because you don't have his cell phone number. Mm. <laughs> Does he have a cell phone? Because I want that number. She said both. Hmm. And I said, well, what do you think Jesus would say in wow. his nature? Hmm. And for like 20 minutes, she kept texting me, but I know she wasn't talking to me. Hmm. She was having a dialogue with Jesus. And today, she sent me her own uh, a snapshot of her own journal mm -hmm. and she drew pictures and it was a bunch of stuff i could tell meant a lot um mm -hmm. and i could tell she went on her own deep dive and i don't know if i had tried answering that in my own strength if she would have gotten that much that's out awesome. of just a text message well done wow. i love you. how you entered into that intentional conversation <laughs> that it was clearly an invitation from yeah. god that's awesome tammy did you want to share something um i i i would say that this week um i saw god in my mom um mm. uh, 77 year old woman uh very independent and last november she came to live with us and uh through the quarantine she has been quarantined <laughs> especially so and so this is the first week we've kind of let her out uh -huh. and um she was fearful um you talk about like the first time she came out and we were just going to go to a store she was like i don't know what to do like i don't know if i should do this you know and mm -hmm. actually asked can we pray and I was like, yeah, absolutely, Mom. So we do that, and she's like getting a little bit braver. But today, we've gone someplace every day for the last three days. Today was the sweetest because um, we went to the pool. My mom loves a pool, and she's not fit to do a whole lot, but she loves getting in the pool and 
grandkids were there, so her great-grandchildren. And um, there were several young women that um, came over and said, you are the coolest old lady we've ever seen. She's got her headphones on, listening to a book at times, and uh, she's playing with these little Well, she's kids. your mom. She's got to be cool. That's why you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I will take that as a compliment. But I just really saw her like come out of a place of, am I going to die from this, to embracing people mm. and really being there, very present. That's awesome. Yeah, so. That's awesome. So in a D group experience, you would take time for everybody to share, um, but we only have so much time to, for you. But uh, we encourage you to ask this question of one another. Where have you experienced God out there? And take some time to listen to one another uh, after this broadcast is over. Um, we're going to move to the in section of this, and we're going to do that by reading um, Psalm uh, 42. So if you want to turn to Psalm 42, if you guys want to all turn to Psalm 42. It's uh, the up section, babe. I'm sorry. sorry. Up it's, section. It's the up section, babe. Um, I knew that. And we're going to read through Psalm 42. And the way we do this in a D group is we just take a moment and each read a section of scripture. And uh, I'll start. And when I stop, somebody else can pick it up from there. Um, the beautiful thing is you don't have to worry about translation. If you have a few different translations in the room, uh, sometimes that's even a richness of, wow, your Bible says that, my Bible says this. So it's neat to see how there's different uh, ways that people have, have interpreted. So don't feel like you all have to get on the same exact uh, translation. It's not necessary. So Psalm 42, again, I would encourage you to do this part of it with us. Just read along with us, listen. And the question you're listening for is, how is God speaking to you personally? She's been making fun of me because I emphasize <laughs> personally. How is God speaking to you as you listen to this passage? Sometimes we read a passage of scripture and we want to interpret it for other people. Mm -hmm. Boy, I wish my kids would read this passage. Mm -hmm. They really need them. But in the D group experience, the question is, what is God saying to you as you listen and read this passage? Psalm 42. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My, go ahead, Julian. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Zire. Deep calls to deep, at the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. The Lord will send his faithful love by day. His song will be with me in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about in sorrow because of the enemy's oppression? My adversaries taunt me as if crushing my bones. While all day long they say to me, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Amen. Psalm 42. 
you know what I mean? So we want to take some time mm -hmm. to journal. Mm -hmm. So uh, the question you're asking is, what is God saying to you through this reading of Psalm 42? So just take a minute at home and journal the answer to that question, and we're going to do the same thing here. Okay, so typically in a D group, we would take about five minutes to do that, to spend some time journaling. And then we go around and, you know, hear from one another how God spoke to you personally. So who would like to start us off? What is God saying to you personally? In Psalm 42. Oh. I'll go first this time. <laughs> so um, immediately, and this is a familiar uh, psalm to me, um, it's one that I've definitely gone to uh, many times over my life. Um, but the very first thing I felt God said to me was, um, I don't sense your panting after me. So it was more like <clears throat> you're finding other ways to be comforted and um, given your thirst. And so I was like, okay, I mean, <laughs> that was hard. And yet um, it was a, a great time to sit before him and just say, Yep. And let me come back to you in the way, because that's my desire, of course, is to pant after him and to not have anything that brings me the same comfort that he does. Um, and so I was able to uh, sit with him and kind of repent and confess and, um, and feel. And then that's what I love about this psalm is then it just goes into, you are my God, you are there. You sing over me at night, your water washes over me and fills me. And so like the rest of my journaling was who he is and who I am because of that. Mm. That's awesome. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, I can relate to everything you shared. I got 
I get basically the same thing every time I, I go over this song, but just now reading it here with everyone, the, the words that came to mind were, um, I am thirsting for God, mm -hmm. but I know my, I know me. And I very much, as we all should, in a sense, I very much get God from people. Mm -hmm. I very much get God from my favorite people. Mm -hmm. They feed me in a way that I don't ever really want to give up. You know, <laughs> I love them. But right now, with everything that's going on, it's best to just go straight to God. Because this season has shown me that your image of people fails. God doesn't fail. Um, your structure and how you worship and how we, you know, go and sing festive praises with throngs of people that can fail. But God, God doesn't change. That's great. Um, I will share um, um, why my soul are you downcast. I actually uh, have said this to myself um, recently. And um, so when I read that, it really jumped off the page. Because I, I, if, if I'm going through uh, you know, a rough moment or a rough day, and, and I'm trying to either complain or whine or whatever it may be, or argue with my wife if we're not um, um, in good terms at the moment. Um, and I'll feel uh, down and out a bit. And, um, and, and I just, I remind myself what God has done for me uh -huh. and who he is and that I'm his and that my life is just absolutely amazing. And I have nothing to um, complain about. I have nothing to um, argue about, you know what I mean? Or be selfish about. Um, and uh, I have nothing to mope about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it really <clears throat> it really helps me when I remind myself, I have to get out of that funk, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like how, how um, basically, I think it's healthy that we do that. We talk to ourselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. you say, well, you we know, talk to ourselves anyway. And, <laughs> and I, right, and I, it's like basically preaching to ourselves, you know? There it is. I think that's healthy. Mm -hmm. I think that's good that, you know, why my soul are you downcast? You know, you, we gotta do that to ourselves sometimes, right. you know, when we're, when we're um, being bitter or whatever it may be, you know, we need to say, no, this is not who I am. You know, God, God says I'm this, you know, I'm forgiven, I'm chosen, I'm holy and blameless, blameless in his sight, you know, mm -hmm. and start, you know, declaring the scripture that you know over your life and, and just preach to yourself. You Get know? out of that funk. Get out of the funk. <laughs> yeah. and, and you might, you might look crazy. Actually, you probably will <laughs> look crazy to other people. It's going to happen, That's especially okay. if you're in a, um, a grocery store or wherever. <laughs> you may even be at your family's house, but, you know, you just walk away and start talking to yourself amongst you, you know, in the corner or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are going to give you uh, some looks, but it's, uh, you're, you're not talking to yourself. So. That's right. That's good. That's good. Getting back on course. Mm -hmm. So there were a couple things that stood out to me. Um, I said that he missed um, worshiping um, with a procession of people, and that made me think of um, this Sunday. For sure. <laughs> because... That uh, might be why I picked it. <laughs> we had, you know, I have missed, I know you guys too, missed being together, you know, and worshiping. Yeah. So... Um, uh, 
that came to mind for me. And then, you know, like you, Julian, I was thinking um, about, you know, the self-talk in verse 5 and then in verse 11, you know, why are you so downcast on my soul? And the same thing, the word um, remember, remember mm. stood out to me, like remember who, yeah, who I am. Mm. Um, yeah. It says, my soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. Amen. And Amen. two, I can get in the funk or I've just feel like this week I've, you know, just been distracted with busyness mm. and um, I've just had to like intentionally pull myself back and, you know, focus on the truths of God. I know one of the things you always say is we need reminders of essential truths or something. Without, without reminders, without we forget. Without simple reminders, we forget essential okay. truths. Something like that. <laughs> it's a powerful quote that she remembers. But when I, <laughs> well, I can always ask you. <laughs> but I find that, you know, when I start getting off course, start drifting, I have to remind myself, you know, of the simple truths. Who, you know, who is God? Who am I in God? And that helps me stay on course. Mm. So that stood out. Yeah, the two phrases that um, just jump off the page to me and I've spent the most time thinking about is, uh, similar to you, Tammy, um, so my soul thirsts for you. And I started in the place of um, getting the sense that the question that God was asking me is, does your soul really thirst for me? But as I sat with the question, I realized that, that the truth is, this is a declarative statement for me. Like, I know my soul thirsts for God. Mm-hmm. The question is, am I willing to go to God to quench that thirst? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to everything else? So right. it, it started with the question, well, do I really thirst? But I really um, came to the place where I realized, no, I, I desperately thirst. I just don't always go to the right thirst quencher. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And, and that's where I get into trouble. And so I just felt like God was just showing me that. And there was a bit of an affirmation even in that. Um, Look, this is what we're wired for. This is what I am wired for. Yeah. Like I, I'm wired for this connection with God. And so it just, you know, sometimes I think mm-hmm. for me anyway, I feel like I have to manufacture that. So that's where I spent the most time in my journaling and thinking about was just that my, my soul's desperation for God and um, just yeah, how this whole season, it feels like everything else has been stripped away. Like everything else I would normally uh, use a distraction. And I'll just even confess to you that getting ready for the outside service, it's been a tremendous amount of work and even that can become a distraction and I'm more likely to go work on the stage than to chase after God and so it's just keep coming back to that look this is what my soul needs mm-hmm. if I'm going to be healthy uh, but the other passage that just um, I love is where it just says in verse 7 deep calls mm-hmm. to deep I love that I know when I read that I was like Right there. That's so deep. Yep. <laughs> right. At the same time, I was like, you know. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I sat with that one, and I just felt like what God was saying is sometimes, Doug, you just have to you just have to recognize you don't know how or what to pray. Right. It's scriptural, mm-hmm. and, but the deep places in me mm-hmm. are called to by the deep places in God, and there's something going on that's supernatural. That's deep. and so that was also just a place of affirmation as I journaled about this one. That deep calls to deep, that there's an inner thing going on, that Jesus intercedes for me, that sometimes all you can do is groan, and that's kind of what this psalm is really all about, is just somebody just groaning, like, 
Look, the waves are just crashing over me. Like, that's what he says right after that. Like, a waterfall, like breakers. And I thought about, like, you ever sit on the beach and it's one wave after another. And that's, Mm -hmm. you get that sense. And then he says, well, I don't know what I can do, but I know the deep parts of me are connecting with the deep parts of God. And it just just was another encouraging uh, place for me in that passage. Yeah, that's just reassuring. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, for sure. Love that. It's great. So uh, we'll give you another minute uh, there at home to just answer the question, what is God saying to you through this passage? Okay, so now I have my handy-dandy instruction sheet. So we're going to move to the in portion. And um, this is where it gets even a little more personal. We draw a card from the box of questions here. And so the question for uh, our group today is, as you think about how God sees you, what are the first three words that come to mind and why? First three. You want to read the question one more time? I'll read it. As you think about how God sees you, what are the three words that come to mind and why? So just take a minute, five minutes, and journal that, and we'll come back.
All right. So uh, we've given you a little bit of time to think about it. As you think about how God sees you, what are three words that come to mind and why? And we're going to, for the sake of our time, just ask you to share one of the three words and why that word jumped out to you. So, um, Deja, you want to go first? No? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah I, I, I think learning came to mind. God knows I'm earnestly learning. Mm. Um, so I get I I receive his grace. Mm -hmm. so. That's awesome. That is. Mm-hmm. I do love that. Um, the first one that hit me was chosen. Um, I didn't do anything to get it. I was his um, from the moment I hit the earth, and he chose me. Like, Amen. Yes, he did. So. <laughs> Even knit you together. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> great. Um, mine is set apart. Mm. Um, I know it's kind of more than one word, but just put uh, a hyphen in it. That's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that uh, I'm I'm his I'm his adopted son through um, through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that I am um, to be holy as He is holy. Mm -hmm. You know, to be in the world but not of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, to 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 not you know to not be out there with everyone else, but to be set apart. Mm -hmm. and Which is what holy really is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, mine uh, is beloved. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that uh, God really rooted in me when I went through the journey experience was um, just taking full hold of the truth that uh, I'm his beloved mm -hmm. because it is his nature to love me. Amen. Period. Mm -hmm. That's great. great. Um, well, I think the word would be son, but I have a hyphenated word like Julian, I'm cheating, but it's his son. And um, I think mm -hmm. as this question was read, I just pictured, I often have to picture God seeing me the way I see my kids. Mm -hmm. And even my grandkids, like I just take so much delight <laughs> in watching them, mm -hmm. watching them be parents now, watching mm -hmm. them grow, like all of those times where I just like, stood and just watched my kids and just like that's my that's my girl that's my mm -hmm. boy and I, mm -hmm. you know that feeling of they, they don't have to do anything they just mm -hmm. they just are and you just love them and and i know that god loves me even more but i just love to think about how god sees me as his son mm -hmm. and just has that same sense of that's my boy when i'm doing what i'm doing and mm -hmm. even when i'm messing up sometimes i I just think God's, it's just a, how I see it. So um, his son was what came to mind. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to wrap things up. But before I do, Meg, I just want to throw it to you. Um, so what do people do? This was a, a, an abbreviated version of a D group experience. But I'm telling you, it is such a rich experience to sit with four to six people uh, every couple of weeks and just have these types of deeper conversations where you're sharing your heart. You're learning from one another. So mm -hmm. uh, we know this is a huge part of the discipleship process, a necessary part. Um, we say it all the time. You cannot walk faithfully with Jesus without the company of others. It's just not mm -hmm. how God's designed it. So if somebody's interested in the D group because this spurred a little bit, what do they do? Well, you can contact us at uh, groups at gracewired.com, and we will get back with you and uh, help you get connected in a group. And I uh, just want to emphasize again that uh, the D group structure, it works. It as work. It really, it generates conversation. It gets you thinking about God and talking with God and talking with one another. 
and the complete format for it is in whoops it's so well it's in this. <laughs> it's cool. the complete format for it is in uh you know this deck of cards so that's pretty much what you need and a group of people to get started Amen. that's great so as we uh had a group of people that meet every week and they pray for you as a church and they listen for what god might want to say to us as a church and this is what they heard this week uh, that there is a strong sense that this is a season of restoration uh, for families. So maybe because of the COVID, there's been some uh, trauma along the way. I'm not sure what exactly that means, if you probably do, if you're that person. Uh, but this is a season of restoration. We would love for you to call in. Uh, there's a number on your screen right now. You can call the Zoom number and uh, someone will pray with you for that. Uh, we also heard that someone is struggling with a left foot or an ankle issue that is nagging and just won't heal. And we would love for you to just take a bold leap of faith and call in and let one of our uh, prayer people pray for healing for whatever that is. Uh, and then the last thing they heard is that uh, we are to stay faithful to Jesus as we travel along this journey of faith. And so um, can't go wrong with that one. So as a way of wrapping up, uh, I'm going to ask Julian if he would pray for us. Yeah. I'm not sure who's peeping here. Father God, we come before you and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for this time uh, of fellowship, this time of unity and community. Um, we pray um, that we leave knowing you more, um, that iron sharpened iron, and that we continue to um, grow together with you and encounter you out there and that we hear and obey. Uh, we pray blessing over the whole Grace family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we just had a chance to experience a D group, kind of an abbreviated version, if you will, of a D group, but I hope that it spurred uh, some interest in you about being, so a typical D group is gonna take an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, we just did it in 25 minutes. So um, we know that this was a little bit shorter, uh, but if you do wanna be in a D group, we would love for you to be a part of it. It's a great way to just continue the discipleship process. So Meg, you wanna just explain how a person can get into a D group? Absolutely. It's pretty simple. You just need to email me at uh, groups at gracewired.com and let me know that you're interested in being in a D group and I will help you get set up. 
And um, if you'd like to lead a group, let me know that and I will get you this complete uh, D group format to get started. And you could either start with a group of friends or you could invite four or five people that you don't know into a D group. So, yeah, so you know, two things that came to mind, she was saying that uh, she said it earlier, but we really would like your groups to be diverse, mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, different age groups and then cross cultural as well. Um, that's huge. But also Meg said something about if you want to lead one. And I would tell you leading one of these groups, uh, you follow the format. There's no teaching. Um, it's laid out for you. You do this for a half hour. You do this for a half hour. You do this for a half hour. You pray with one another. So this isn't where you have to have a seminary degree. You just have to have a willingness to bring some people together. And you can even share the facilitating function each mm -hmm. week and say because it's the same it's exactly what we did just a little bit longer process of doing it uh, as we uh, meet every week there's a group of people that meet every week they pray uh, for grace they pray for this body and they listen uh, for what god might want to say and this week uh, what they heard is that this is a season of restoration for many families and so if you're one of those families, if you're um, struggling or if you've had a, a sense that you just need some restoration because of all the things that have been going on, uh, we just want to encourage you to call that number that's on the screen and allow us to pray uh, for you. They also heard that someone in the body is struggling with a left foot or an ankle issue that is nagging, that it's been going on for a long time and they just haven't been able to get relief or healing from that. And I want to encourage you to uh, take a bold leap of faith and dial the number and allow someone on the phone to pray uh, for healing for your left foot or ankle. And the last thing that they heard was that we just need to uh, be exhorted as a body to stay faithful and stay connected to Jesus, uh, the true source of life, and to continue on in the journey with him. Uh, as a way of wrapping things up, I'm going to ask Julian to pray for us, yes. and then we'll let you go. <clears throat> Father God, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you for this time of fellowship, this time of uh, community. We pray that um, we leave knowing you more. Um, we pray that uh, iron sharpened iron. And we pray that um, we do continue to encounter you out there and draw near to you. And um, that come to you for the thirst that our soul desires God mm -hmm. and not to um, um, false gods or idols or anything that's trying to take your place God we pray to put you first we pray blessings over the grace family um, in Jesus name amen. Amen. amen amen so remember uh, I put the challenge on there of reading through the Psalms that'll be on Facebook you can do it I also just want to remind you that we are now have live services uh, at 11 o'clock in the parking lot every Sunday. If it's not <laughs> raining, if it is raining, we're going to continue to have uh, the online services for any of you that uh, that's more convenient or if you're just not ready to meet in the parking lot. But just know uh, every Sunday this summer, we're going to have summer Sundays at Grace and we'd love for you to come out and join us there as well. Blessings. Thank you, Grace. We love you, Grace. <laughs>